Josh, I've got a joke for you. Go for it. Um, two jumper leads walk into a bar, and the barman turns to them and says, Hey, you, don't start anything. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, oh, that, that's, I don't know what to say. That's <laughs> awful or good. <laughs> I, I think we, I, I vote awesome. <laughs> right. I, it's, it's relevant to the Petrohead, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Talk- yeah. Hey? Uh, I was going to say, talking about jumping leads, uh, jumper leads, uh, I went to a friend's garage uh, last, well, yesterday, um, and he needed to ground his engine or ground certain things, so he's using jumper leads to actually ground his <laughs> engine bay. Really? As in, yeah. as a permanent fix? Well, a semi-permanent fix for now. <laughs> he's taking but... it on track and that seems to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> that seems... That seems like quite risky in terms of uh, that could just wobble off and then he'll no. start having problems. Well, it, it, it doesn't seem to have caused any problems so far, but I, I just I saw it yesterday and I was like, you know what? That's actually pretty. That's a pretty neat solution. It was actually quite useful because uh, we were taking out the coil packs, and you could just simply <laughs> clip a uh, clip out, put it away, <laughs> do your work, clip it back in, done. <laughs> Didn't need to unbolt anything. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, unique solutions. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that could be coming to a market near you. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. They while on the subject of neat solutions, um, I I still can't get over because we were, we were discussing in the week about your, your new bike and the range. I just can't I can't believe I've I've never known and never realised the tiny range you get from motorbikes. I, yeah. It, it just but. I think we worked it out as um, it's, you get about 120 miles, don't you? From a ta- if you're going on a bit of a hoon, yeah, uh, less than that. It's, it's, it's less than that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like all these ranging anxiety people have had about electric cars, and it's like, how have bikers been coping all this time? <laughs> they have just not given it. <laughs> yeah, but you I, just I keep going. It just it, it just it just boggled my mind. I just. Yeah, I th- you know, I thought it was quite funny, th- your reaction to it, because I, as, as a biker, I've never realised that to be a problem. I just think, oh yeah, just time to fill up, just roll up, but I never think about the range. But after you said it, I was like, actually, yeah, it is pretty poor, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Nearly 100 miles out of one tank, and uh, I mean, yeah, as I was telling you, um, that one trip that I went on last weekend, it was just, I mean, halfway through, and I was like, oh great, I need to fill up again, but... Hadn't really gone far. No, and that's what that that that's that what boggles my mind is that as well. The tanks are. This how big was was the one and the one you just bought was it? Uh, nine liters. Nine nine liters. <laughs> yeah, I pick up that much in milk sometimes as I go to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That was, yeah. yeah, but that was okay. Um, but that did bring um, bring some chuckles to my week. And if I sound a bit bunged up it's because i'm just i'm coming out the end of covid so hopefully oh, yeah yeah i'll uh, be released back into the population again soon oh so, all right so you're self-isolating i mean well i was gonna say hopefully you can still smell everything but i think you've already said that you can yeah if anything i thought i'd got heightened smell i thought you know reverse covid reverse covid you don't yeah, lose you, anything you know like to, as a kid when you watch spider-man and you kind of thought well, maybe if i get bitten by something i'll turn into spider-man oh yeah i still hope sometimes that like, something will happen to me and i'll just come out a, just a, a, a superhuman so i was 
uh, I think day two or three of of being in bed, yep. and uh, I could smell <laughs> I could smell some food, and I'm like, but that food's downstairs. I'm not smelling <laughs> that food, and then I was like, <gasps> maybe I've got super smell from COVID. <laughs> 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 uh, but it wasn't. It was just I'd had it for uh, a snack yesterday before. And you were just I'd under not the bed. my plate away. <laughs> oh, right. oh no, disappointment. <laughs> yeah. uh, shall we mosey on over to the pod? Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious podcast series, where we give you a rundown of the latest and greatest automotive news, accompanied by our sometimes furious take from the Petrolhead's perspective. Your two hosts are myself, Hetesh, and also James. And in today's podcast, we will be covering the long-awaited news that the Toyota Supra will finally be getting a manual gearbox. Woohoo! Confetti cannon! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I need to see your confetti cannon at some point. <laughs> I should confess, Atesh, I haven't actually bought one. It's just, it's a metaphorical one. I know, you've one said day, it so many times. I will buy one, but they're really expensive. They're not like a couple hundred quid, you just go pick one up. But no, you're talking thousands for a decent one. Yeah, I remember the one time you looked into it while we were sat at work on the work desk. Yeah. So... Sad times. I know. And the next one is the fall of an automotive giant, also known as the Citroen Grand C4 Space Tourer. I'm very sad about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm very sad about this. But we'll, we'll get to it later, but I'm very, I'm very, very sad. Yeah, I have a different opinion, but oh hey, <laughs> new plants that could bring Netflix and chill to roads nearer to you. And the new BMW i saw seven, uh, sorry, the i seven. <laughs> oh, classic bands. <laughs> and to round off the show, we'll have a look at our mystery car of the week, as picked by me. And a hint to get you started is it's a car renowned for a high revving, naturally aspirated engine, and it's a true modern day classic. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I mean my hints are not good. <laughs> oh, I'm just really good at this game. No, um, <laughs> this is why. Well, okay, I feel like because so um, the mystery car segment. If people have not listened to this podcast before, um, is it basically you get you get some hints and clues at the end of the show to try and guess the mystery car. Um, and if the other presenter guesses it at any point before the end of the clues, we put a, a horn sound over it, so not to spoil it for anyone. Uh, so you've just listened to the horn because this genius just got Hitesh's mystery car straight <laughs> off the bat, which you're not really supposed to do. The first the first clue is supposed to be quite open-ended. It's supposed to be a hint, not even a clue. I'm a, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I need to become less specific, maybe. No, yeah. no, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I think yeah, we'll or maybe I'm it. just so good at this game. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> right. Before ending the show, uh, we will also cover a, an incredibly non-specific any other business, which will still be more specific than this hint. <laughs> but it's just I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> uh, you should just be impressed with me instead. It's fine. I can't. <laughs> Oh 
idea. But uh, are we good to? Yeah, we might as well get straight into it. Uh, sorry, just hit my funny bone. Uh, oh, no, it's all good. The... Yeah, that's. Uh... Why is the funny bone so funny? That's what I want to know, Hetesh. Let's ditch the rest of the pod and devote it entirely to the humorous. <laughs> yeah, no, let's yeah, not. Let's not. But, right, so our first story, the Toyota Supra is finally getting a manual gearbox. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yep, so Toyota's... Street party! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, don't forget the confetti cannon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Toyota has finally listened to the purists and has confirmed rumours that the GR Supra will, in fact, be getting uh, a manual gearbox um, being offered to it. And it's, it will be a six-speed manual gearbox as well. Perfect. Uh, no, nothing, nothing to hate more in the world than a seven-speed manual. Ugh. I know, I know. They could have gone fourteen if they wanted, but you know, <laughs> you imagine that. <laughs> and he's in for a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, fourteen. Yeah, because oh. trucks have that many gears, don't they? They, they come with. <laughs> it's just, uh, but but, can you imagine though, like if they made like because that's one of the problems that I, when you with stuff like the modern-day Caymans and Boxsters, yeah, great drivers' cars, but. Some of the, you, you, the speed you can get up to in second, it's like, well, why would you ever need to change here? Imagine yeah. if every year it could only do 10 miles an hour. It's like first was 1 to 10, <laughs> second was 2 to 20. It'd be incredible. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Not yeah. 2 to 20, sorry, 10 to 20. That was good counting yeah. from me. Okay, so with a car that has a 0 to 60 of under 3 seconds, <laughs> how quickly would you have to shift? <laughs> yeah, the, the not 60 times would increase, but I don't know. Like, it would be just, a true, to... Yeah, it's a true, you know, test of someone's reaction time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and and driving ability. 100%. Oh, I don't know, where was it? Uh, I think it was a YouTube video a while back where somebody was like shifting gears, like as if they were doing some sort of martial arts. That's what that's what it looked <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, but... Maybe what's, who's the, who's the guy, who's the trainer from Karate Kid? Oh, it's oh. not Unagi, that's the thing from Friends. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi! Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can just kind of extend his, t- his teachings to drifting and uh, hoonery. <clears> hundred percent. <throat> but one thing is, Mr. Miyagi would be proud of the tour to Super fighting oh, yes. game. Back this to Max the <laughs> 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 But um, if anyone who doesn't know, uh, the current Supra has only been offered uh, with an eight-speed torque converter automatic so far. Um, which it actually shares with its sister car, the BMW Z4, which it's it's pretty much based on. Um, so manual car versions of the car will... Can we just circle back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Sentence. Oh, did I just mess something up? No, it's just, I just... Which it's pretty much based on. <laughs> I mean, it identical is. It's, it's, yeah, except for the body. Everything okay. else underneath this is the Z4, which is, I think... It's the one thing that maybe disappointed everyone. Um, yeah, it definitely disappointed you. I do have an opinion on this bit, but I thought I'll quickly cover a few bits because the manual gearbox. So I'll come back to it in a second. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but manual versions of this car, just to make it distinct that you know this is a manual. They will also feature a new red super badge, and uh, now this also plays into the JDM roots of the car as well. So um, I don't know if you saw, but there was. Um, like a, a Tommy, was it Tommy back in? I can't remember. There was there are obviously a number of famous sort of uh, car body guys in Japan that. Hold the phone. 
Do you yep. know who Tommy Mackinnon is? Uh, no. Oh, buckle up for an awesome story that I don't really know all the details of. But uh, right. he was a rally driver. He might still do rally driving in his spare time. But he was uh, most famous in my book for his work with Mitsubishi Evos. Right. But so, and one yeah. of the most iconic versions of the Evo was, I think it was, it was either five or six, and they did a Tommy Mackinnon edition. Yeah. Um, and there were kind of subtle changes, like I think the turbocharger used titanium instead of steel bearings or something along the lines like that. And it was, um, that was regarded as one of the best driving cars of its time. Um, right. So he was quite a bit, he was a bit of a weapon behind the wheel, but I think he's now part of, or he was part of, the team that works with Toyota in, I don't know if it's just motorsport or whether there's a bit of motorsport and road applications, but that's, that's yeah. basically what, what he does. So he's a, he's a bit also, I, mean, I feel like he's, he's either Danish or from or Finnish or ah, somewhere right. in that kind of area of Europe. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking more of the JDM routes, you know, the true sort of... Uh... Finland. <laughs> Not the Finnish guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess with the styling of this badge, it kind of really plays into the JDM routes when you look at it. Um, annoyingly, it's slipped out of my mind now because I've got this uh, JDM badge for my 350, which it's by Tommy something. It's going to annoy me now. But again, it was sort of you. You look at the styling of that badge against what the new super badge is going to look like, or on the manual edition, and it kind of looks very similar in the way the styling is. Yeah. So I think that's what it's cool. kind of really playing into, which is it's interesting to see. Um, now th- there is also um, there is some news that's not being confirmed, which is whether the manual will be offered with both the four and six cylinder engines that BMW have on offer. Um, so we don't know whether it'll come with both engines or just the one. But in my opinion, I have a feeling it'll probably only be with the six cylinder. It'll probably just be. That? I feel like if it's a a purist or you know someone who really wants to play into the heritage or what the car's really capable of, you're going to want the max power out of it. You're not going to really go down the route of a four cylinder. No, that's um, true. So. It, that's why I'm, I tend to think it's going to be that six cylinder that will be offered with the manual and yeah. it'll be its own little sort of category of this is the purist's car. I hope they don't do not do something daft and be like, well, we're only going to give it with the four cylinder one because the three cylinders, the top 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 spec one and those kind of people tend to want an auto. Yeah, and this was what I wanted to kind of circle back to actually because, because the car's basically Z4 underneath and... I, so far, I don't think I can ever complain about a BMW automatic gearbox. They they actually are pretty good. And and well, I think you've got to give some credit to ZF for that. Exactly, and I think because of that reason, it is the manual really going to work that well? I don't know. Whoa! What? I yeah. What? I can't believe you're doing a U-turn on this. I know. I know. That, that's yes, why... the manual will work well. Sorry, but you see where I'm coming from, don't you? No, no, I don't see where you're coming from. (laughs) The the ZF series is just—it's—it's well known for its automatic gearboxes. So, will the manual really play into what we expect? Because I know I always—I think I complained previously that I wanted a manual version of the Supra. 
But at the same time, I was just thinking, but it's not really by Toyota. It's by BMW. But this, but the Z4 isn't offered with a with a manual gearbox, and I think weren't there when the Supra was just coming to the market, weren't there test mules which had used manual gearboxes? There were, um, yeah. So I, I, I feel like Toyota have they did they must have fettled with the car a little bit, um, but I, I think so. yeah. no, I think absolutely a manual gearbox will. It, it's not a replacement for the auto; it's instead yeah. of the auto. So if if you want your let's say you want your Supra to be more of a track track a twack weapon if you twack want a twack weapon, weapon to drive around <laughs> with Wadja Wabbit for a bit of wasting um, no if a bit of a track weapon then yeah you'd want the manual or if you're wanting it as as more of a weekend toy again I, I'm going for the manual if if you're thinking oh I'm going to use it as my my daily and I, I need it to be great in town also fun also on the motorway. Then yeah, the auto, like you say, the great auto boxes. Why, why would you? Why would you get the manual in that scenario? Yeah, but I think if it, it's if it's for the thriller driving, the the manual surely got to be up there. Because I mean, uh, the way cars are going at the moment, especially before well, no, all cars, all cars, automatic gearboxes are becoming the norm now. Hundred uh, percent. And so the this thing is, the cars is are just so well refined for it. Is yeah, I think you, you're kind of giving the feel back to. The, to the consumer who want that manual, but I guess if you really wanted performance, you're still going to probably go down the route of an automatic. Yeah, but there's that's the it's the difference isn't it between yeah. performance and caring about what might be 0.2 of a second in theory on paper from 0 to 62, or just the the thrill of driving. Like we, yeah. we've said before that if you're going in a if it's a performance game. From acceleration, at least in acceleration terms, you're getting an electric car, but yet yeah. petrol heads aren't flocking to an electric car as their toy. Some people no, might that's be true. going for their, their daily, but yeah, they're not. I, I'm very, I'm very much in the camp that we're now at the point where cars are so fast and powerful that yeah, the performance isn't isn't the the driving factor. Like if we were fifty years ago. And the difference yeah. between a, you, you, one car you get in from not to sixty in twelve seconds, and one car you get in nine seconds. Yeah. Then, I, then I'd be like, oh, you know, that's uh, but there's, yeah. there's more of a drag <laughs> for the sheer performance. But the cars are yeah. all just so, so, so bunched down now, aren't they? In that kind of no, three second true. to six second, not to sixty. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the good news is, I guess the take, main takeaway. Heel and toe, it's not dead. <laughs> yeah, this is where they, they do the pedals horrendously, and heel and toe because the GR the, the the GRMN Yaris, the first one, that was not a great car for heel and towing in. No, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what was it. Was it offset to the right, or was it? it what was it, the it issue? Was like you had yeah. to put your foot at the very top right of the pedal, really, the brake pedal, right? If you were to stand a chance of catching the 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 throttle, uh, I mean, okay. it's still I'd still have one um, apart from the. The horrendous running costs, but sorry, yeah, I'd still have one if I had lots of money and it was just a top. <laughs> Not yeah. that I would still have one in replace for Red Boob. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, um, not touch on the subject of Red Boob because there's still it's, there's, there's still there's an still ongoing saga. News. Yeah, there yeah. is, isn't there? Oh, uh, um, has it gone this weekend or? No, no, it's not no. gone. It's uh, it, hopefully it's going. Back to the garage next week, right? And um, they're they're going to be it's going to go to Peugeot. 
which I've now told you it's a Peugeot. Um, you actually now know what the car is. <laughs> I, I do. I, got, I was I was having a really bad day and I let Peugeot slip and then I just gave up and told you what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully next week it's going to Peugeot and... I can't believe we'll you let me think it was a Citroen. <laughs> you let yourself think it was a Citroen. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd just be like, no, 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 it can't be a Citroen. It's, no. you know. Uh, but yeah, but so, but back to this Toyota. Is there, um, didn't you say there's going to be, well, there's rumours of a, a, a GRMN version of the Supra coming? Yeah, there is. There's been a couple sort of rumours being sort of dotted around that there's that performance or... But, that are they vicious of... rumours or just rumours? I'd, I'd say they're very vicious, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the gremlins. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the GRMN. It's uh, unfortunately it's still not been confirmed, um, but we can. I, I still, I'm so hopeful that we'll expect a GRMN version of Super to be coming out, um, and it's supposed to. It's rumored to be uh, sort of equipped with more aggressive suspension, a better steering setup. Um, but it will still retain the existing 340 brake horsepower. But I'd be interested to see if they, you know, do the same sort of thing in terms of manual and automatics, or will yeah. it be manual only? Yeah, very exciting times. I too am pumped for that. Yeah. Okay. So, would you get a Toyota Super Manual over, let's say, a Cayman Manual? Ooh. Right. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, I'd I'd like to say the Supra. However, there's a book coming. Yeah. <laughs> however, I feel like I need to try out the Supra in its manual form. I'd love to do that. Okay. Well, I'm going to commit strongly. I would get the Toyota Supra in a manual, and I'd get it in yellow. Oh, that's a, for some reason I always associate the yellow to be the color of a Porsche. Do you? Yeah. I don't know why. In my head. I mean, I mean they do have the, the GT. They have had some good looking yellow. Yellow cars for the years, isn't it? Like the, yeah. the previous generation G, not previous generation, yeah, previous generation GT4. That yeah. looked good in yellow. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so that's interesting. You're going to sit on the fence. I'm committing. I know. I'm, I'm actually quite disappointed with myself actually for this. But yeah, me too. I'm disappointed. In <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence on this one. Okay. Well, on the other side of the fence is another story. Shall we meander on over to it? Let's go for it. So this is the sad news, and I and I I've been sincere in this. This is the sad news that the Citroen Grand C4 Space Tourer is passing on to the big old scrapyard in the sky. Pity uh, so cannon. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> pity cannon maybe. Uh, so the last model is going to spaciously roll off the production line in July. Um, but any orders which have been placed up until now, they will be honoured for not saying, we're cutting it off, and if you've ordered it, here's your money back. Um, and it's the reason it's getting cut is part of the brand's focus on SUVs, although its fully electric van-based van people carriers will remain, so that's the E-Bolingo and E-Space Tourer. Um, and just to kind of look back on this automotive giant's history, the first generation arrived in 2026? It arrived in 2006. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say 2016. Oh, it's a modern-day yes. classic. <laughs> it, was, it had a real short production run. Uh, but it, it was the Parish Motor Show that it was launched at. Uh, and I, I have to think, back there, that motor shows must like, were so so much cooler back in the day. Like, yeah. in, in a time when that was how you got your information, 
Can you imagine the excitement around them? Yeah, I think that that's one of the things, isn't it? With the internet, I feel like a lot of these shows, even for like the likes of uh, Apple or whatnot, it seems like that whole car show or that car, those events are sort of uh, losing their touch. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, and I think that's why you see, as as tech is becoming sexier than than cars, or maybe it has become sexier than cars in general. Like stuff like the Consumer Electronics Show over in the states. Yeah, like more and more now, car car manufacturers are using a show like that as a as a launch for something cool, rather yeah. than the motor shows. Yeah, they they want to become the tag or the headline for that event rather than. Uh... Yeah, because I think it attracts yeah. it attracts more attention, doesn't it? And it attracts instead of attracting your petrol heady brood, your your um, sorry, petrol heady brunch. You're, you're yeah. attracting <laughs> um, like pretend people like people who like tech, people who maybe like cars, people who who just want to see cool stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, so yeah, so I, I, well, I do think it's it's quite sad. Um, but back to the Citroen. Um, yeah. So the the next generation model, which is the model the generation we're currently in, was uh, launched in twenty thirteen, and there was a midlife refresh in twenty eighteen, which is when the space tour name was introduced. Because originally Hatesh, it was this Grand Sea Force uh, Picasso. It was, yeah. And that was because of royalties over the name, but I could not find anything to back that up. So maybe I've dreamt that. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's fake news. Okay. Yeah. But well, it was hugely popular, and I, I, I just think it is a sad, sad moment to see it pass. And I'm, I'm actually glad that it's going. What? I thought it was an ugly car. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, all right, I, okay. I, okay, okay I mean, better I looking think people general, carrier. In general, I think I'm just not a big fan of people carriers, and especially when it's French. Um, so <laughs> racist as well as dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think we touched on it before, and. I could see your sort of you be sort of I'm not gonna say your I can't find the word now. You you were disappointed to see it's that, going, whereas oh, I was I, quite I, happy. I'm disappointed because it the, the reason it's going, like I've said, is SUVs. And yeah. SUVs like what these cars are basically metal tubes designed to transport people, aka people carrier. Yeah. And they in my eyes do the job as well, if not better, as SUVs, which yeah. are surely worse for the environment. They're, they're no, the benefit is nothing more superficial than, I've got an SUV. Aren't I awesome? Yeah, it's, it's um, really the looks, isn't it? It's, uh... but I, don't, I think this is a good-looking people. I don't think it looks that bad. If you like minibuses, yeah. But, I mean... They do some funky. <laughs> they do funky colors like the. the it's like a beigey nude kind of color. Citroen doing a lot of their cars. It's got, it's, it's got. You know, I think it's got yeah. decent bits of chrome which are kind of placed in flashy ways rather than oldie foldy. Here's my Rover with chrome plastered on the outside. You can. Yeah. It's just uh, and you know the Citroen make relatively economical petrol and diesel engines, so like, yeah. running costs aren't aren't that bad. And I just. Oh, I feel myself getting worked up about this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just can't get excited by the car. I, I keep looking at pictures. I, I can actually, I fully support the move from MPVs to SUVs. Uh, but no, I, I completely understand it. From a, from a well, more... hold on. Did you just say you fully support support the move from MPVs to SUVs? Yeah. 
I, I just... Okay, maybe it's not... It doesn't make sense for someone who's just going to be on the road. But I As like the idea... Those drivers who are just floating about in the sky. You know, somebody who wants to go off-road with their SUV, they... Oh, give over. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. He's going off-road with an SUV. He's a two-wheel drive anyway. Yeah, okay. Imagine this. Imagine if Ferrari, if Ferrari decided to make an MPV. How ugly would that look? But that's... that's no, 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 you're missing the point. That's not... It, it, um, MPVs aren't and shouldn't be uber sexy. MPVs are that... Practical, that, I guess. That practical family car that you when you're going to such and such's party or or you're having your party you load up with with seven people and people in the back throwing sweets to the people in the middle and <laughs> they're just you know they're designed to be practical and functional rather yeah. than anything other than that yeah um i, can, that, I can see your point it's i don't think it's sad that they're that they're they're, they're dying out i think it's because yeah. i spent uh i was always because that i had three sisters on one part of the family so I was always that fourth child in the boot Ah, right. I have okay. quite fond memories of being driven around in what were, were quite <laughs> terrible well to be fair I was quite quiet in the back so I, I never did that but oh. it, 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 fitting into the back of quite terrible seven seaters I just remember as being quite a quite a fun experience as a kid Yeah, um, I mean you can still you still get SUVs with that tight space in the back, but yeah, they I just mean, don't don't seem quite the same. If you're disappointed that the M- this MPV is going, you could get a jogger, <laughs> <laughs> a jogger camper van. <laughs> oh yeah, actually uh, that's next as well, isn't it? Yeah, which we've got one thing we didn't mention when we mentioned the jogger last week was the safety rating, which was the whole point of this discussion, is yeah. based on that of, of a, a Dacia Stepway. Yeah. So I wonder whether they've gone. They've they've taken the stepway off sale and they've thought actually if with a bit of reshuffling here we could have a uh, what feels like a completely new model rather than a derivative of the Sandero. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we 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 digress back to the sad moment the moment of passing I'm going to have a moment of silence to mark the end of the Citroen Grand C4 Space Tour not the end of the MPV there are still a few uh, in my eyes the yeah. Tesla Model Y not Model Y. Model X yeah. is an MPV. I don't care how many actually, people tell me it's an SUV, yeah. it's an MPV. I, I actually completely agree with you on that one. Is I, I still find it funny that it's referred to as an SUV. In it's what crazy, way is it? An S, is it an SUV? No idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it's not got the, you know, uh, it's not so high off the, or it's not even high off the ground. It's probably just a normal source of driving height. You can't yeah, even... perfect for MPVs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it just, but I guess everyone likes to say that they have an SUV. It's cool. It's the thing to do. Yeah. And that's probably why. Yeah. Okay, right. Here's my moment of passing. And it's passed. What? <laughs> On to the next story. Everyone has their own grieving <laughs> process, man. <laughs> but okay, fine. On to the next story. So this one is, I'm sorry for my really creaky chair, by the way. The this, this this story number three is about the government confirming plan changes to the highway code that will facilitate a future of self-driving cars. Uh, so this basically follows on from a public consultation. So the government had said, these are the change, changes we want to make. What do you guys think of it? And then there was a period where people gave back their feedback about a year ago. And these the, what's happened now is basically the government have come out and said, um, right, we're, we're happy with with what you guys have said. These are the tweaks we're planning on making. 
we're going to kind of plow ahead with this now. Yep. Um, so most of the revisions are around the wording and clarification of, uh, oh, sorry, the wording and clarification of definitions that are used within the changes. Uh, so these then get laid before Parliament, but we're not really focusing on that now. So the core proposal of what the government suggested remain the same, but the biggest change uh, is this paragraph, which I'm just going to read word for word. Yeah. Uh, while self-driving, while a self—if I could read it, if I could get it right, <laughs> that would help. You said word for word, first yeah, word change. Word for word, flip, 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 life, Durbin. So, while a self-driving vehicle is driving itself in a valid situation, you are not responsible for how it drives. You may turn your attention away from the road, and you may also view content through a vehicle's built-in infotainment apparatus, if available. Effectively meaning, in certain scenarios, which is, I think the, the aim is that it'll be in low-speed motorways at the moment, so yeah. traffic, basically, um, you, you'd effectively be able to watch, say, Netflix if there was, an, if there was that app built into your in-car infotainment. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is crazy. Now, originally, this did make me laugh. This was actually one of the things people complained about. Um, the wording... Uh, was you do not need to pay attention to the road. And people went, I'm not sure that's a good idea, saying people do not even need to pay attention to the road. Um, yeah. So they've changed the wording slightly in this in this update. Um, <clears throat> I, th I and, find that quite interesting. It's just uh, you can find the Netflix and chill while on the road. But, yeah. You know, you're, you're sort of those long journeys out where you get the kids in the back going, oh, are we there yet? You could It could be family movie time now. Yeah, I, though I still feel like everyone, the this autonomous car. Yeah, we can do whatever we want in the car is great, but people can get travel sick. I don't. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I just I find I find it crazy that people haven't. Also, I, I mean, some people won't. Some people will. Yeah. But it, do you it, still it, find I, people? Are, I mean, being travel sick. I, I used to get travel sick as a kid, but for some reason in my head, I just feel like nowadays don't people don't seem to get as travel sick as they used to do, you know, 10 years ago, for example. Um, cars, <laughs> I, in my in my head, I, I could be wrong. I just feel like suspension's so much better now that you don't get too much rocking and so on. So you just... Well, are you sure that's not because you've bought sporty cars? No, but I, I feel like in general, I don't know. Because it's the motion, isn't it, that makes you feel sick and you feel the motion from your suspension and so on. It's but, the... You, it's your eyes. So, like when you, as a driver, you turn left. Yeah. You, you your body goes like because you, you the wheel, you lean left. So the driver tends to be fine. Passengers, though, the car turns left and their body goes right, and it's oh, that okay. those mixed signals, yeah, which which make you feel, or often are the reason for people feeling travel sick. Right. I think it's just my perspective because I'm now the driver, so I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my problem. <laughs> well, it would be. Your car would stink. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it, it is It is interesting. And the, it also interesting is around, they've, they've tried to clarify the definition of, of what a car is classed as. Um, so... They've said, uh, when using the term self-driving vehicles, uh, we, as in the government, mean those vehicles listed as auto automated vehicles by the Secretary of State for Transport under underneath the Automated and Electric Vehicles Act 2018. Uh, long and short, this is, there's a website you can go to to check 
which cars are classed as self-driving vehicles in the eyes of the government. Um, and at the moment, but at the moment, there's, there's none on it. So, <laughs> Useful. <laughs> yeah. So, it, but it, I think that the part of it is around with is around. Well, we've got a bunch of existing cars with some features. Do they count as autonomous? And I think they're pretty much drawing a line in the sand, saying no. Not at the yeah. moment. Uh, well, you, we've got the likes of, like, you know, the Teslas um, that have that feature enabled in the US, but not in the UK so far. Um, yeah. So I wonder, I bet, I bet that they're going to have to go through some kind of testing, I'm, I'm imagining, yeah. to get to be able to be used in the UK. Yeah. I mean, they do have some um, autonomous buses in Birmingham, I believe. Do they? So, yeah. Um, oh, the sorry, council's that... trialing them out. That that is so part of part of this whole going self driving vehicles. That, that this the government have said that the development of self driving vehicles could create around thirty eight thousand new highly skilled jobs with Britain's industry that could be worth forty one point seven billion by twenty thirty five. But what about all the jobs they're going to get rid of? <laughs> Let's not cover that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need mechanics anymore. We don't need. I mean, you still need mechanics to a certain degree, actually. Um, but yeah, you get rid of all those drivers. Yeah, and it just it, especially when they're, they're talking about it revolutionising our transport network, making things um, slicker and less less delays and less congestion and better for the environment. You go well, yeah. But it, hopefully, it, it is be... all those things. But how many yeah. people are going to lose their jobs? Um, yeah, I mean maybe. But in certain ways, more people will be employable because every kid nowadays grows up with a console and this will be just like sitting behind a console. You're controlling a bus. Yeah, no, that's actually that's actually um, a valid point because maybe maybe less of a console, but more of devices. But yeah, there were one of the things that were raised in the consultation was about um, how what, what the rules will be around of, of drivers making sure that their vehicle is kept up to date so like if there are important yeah. patches from the manufacturer or whoever does the autonomous or the self-driving tech part like if there's a software update which is needed does someone who doesn't keep that up to date fall short of the law yeah um and i was thinking well what if the cars become like phones so like in five years time ten years time if they're not no longer supported by whoever makes them or no longer get updates will that mean mm. that they're effectively a write-off yeah well, you'd hope that's not going to be the story with, you know, because it's it's an expensive asset, actually, at this point, whereas our phones are still fairly inexpensive in, in the grand scheme of things. But I, I don't think, I don't think that cars, are these cars, that the mass popular, the mass public transport yeah. solution is going to be an asset. I think it's going to be a white good. I think that's where we're going, isn't it? There's just something disposable, mm. you consume it, you hand it back, whether or not it's recycled and whatnot. They're gonna have. They're gonna have to make sure they're easily recycled, uh, aren't yeah. they? Just for yeah. the batteries alone, if they're electric. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but what also what makes me chuckle is that this. So this consultation on 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 the proposed changes ran from twenty eighth of April twenty twenty one to twenty twenty eighth of May twenty twenty one, and they asked two questions and had a total of fifty nine responses. I just right. thought there'd be more responses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean but, that that is pretty poor, isn't it? For I guess it'll be sort of your journalists. I don't know. What sort it was of eighteen people? individuals and forty-one organisations. Right, got it. Um, 
But yeah, it's a, maybe we should we should get a reply drafted for one of these consultations. We really should. Yeah, we're the experts. Like, let us step in. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about <laughs> your future electric cars. How many times do you reckon the joke expert has been made when they consult consult on chickens? <laughs> no idea. No, I'd, I'd be <laughs> straight in it. with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that any questions on the changes? Any uh, if there are any bits that don't make sense, or are you happy well, with? There, there was one thing that didn't make sense because um, they they talked about how you can take your attention away, uh, yeah. but yet you're still not allowed to take your attention away. Oh, to then go onto a phone? No, no, you're not. And I think that is part of the part of the belief comes from research that suggests even if you're using your phone. Your yeah. it's harder to transition back to being in control of the vehicle compared to an in-car screen. Uh, so you could watch Netflix, be really ingrained into friends, <laughs> and they go back to the road. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think that they're. Pro- I, I I would bet that by the time fully self uh, self autonomous or self driving vehicles are on the road, and that ninety nine percent of the kinks have been ironed out, you yeah. will be allowed to use your smartphone. But I think during this transitionary period, um, I mean that could be we could be decades away from it. I don't, I don't really know. But during this transitionary period, saying that some people can use their mobile phones, I think yeah. it's just a is is a can of worms, really, isn't it? Oh no, hundred percent. I think it's yeah for that reason. I guess leave it till later. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair though, you've got Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, haven't you? So it's if you can use that that on screen, you kind of yeah you can do. What else are you gonna do? On, I mean, actually, I don't want to know the answer to that question, Hetesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I just realised what you meant. <laughs> so... Yeah, online shopping. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so right, I think that part puts that story to bed quite nicely. So right. shall we move on to a story number four? Uh, yeah, let's move on to. Uh... It's actually quite an exciting car when you look into it. Uh, But it's a BFW i7, which is the 7 Series um, car that we have currently on the road. We have, obviously, the petrol diesel variant. But there's now going to be an electric variant, which is the i7. Hold the phone. I don't think the the 7 Series this is based on is out yet. Sorry? I don't think the, the i7. Yeah. The seven series that that is based on, I don't think that's out yet, is it? Uh, no. Well, there is a current seven series, so it's based on like it's the seven series family of cars, I guess is the the best way to put it. But there isn't okay. a new seven series out yet, which that I think comes that's out next expected. Year. That's next year. That's right. Okay. Uh, but which will is... look identical to the i seven ish. Ish, yeah, but it won't have the same. Underneath gizmos and stuff. Uh, the under, sorry, the yeah. same under drive gizmos. Train. Under gizmos. <laughs> the under gizmos. I much prefer drive train. under gizmos to drivetrain. <laughs> it sounds so much better. <laughs> Next time uh, you, I'm in your 350, I'm definitely making reference to how good the under gizmos sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the i7, which is part of that 7 series of family of cars. And um, I guess the biggest... Uh, I'm 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 not gonna play this car down in terms of its capabilities. Okay. I I mean in terms of looks, I can hundred percent agree it's not there. 
Dude, and... it's so ugly, Adash. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's just, it's just... Oh, my goodness. What are they doing? Are they being... Who have they got in to design these things? Stevie Wonder? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty poor design. Like, for some reason, in my head, I, I, I looked at it and I... The first was disappointment, thinking, what the hell's going on? Oh, my dear yeah. Lord, it's so ugly. <laughs> it's, yeah. But at the same time, you know what? I, I, it reminded me of a Rolls Royce to some extent. It, it's kind of trying to mirror I'm gonna a Rolls that. Royce. I'm going to counter that with, yeah. it looks like it's, it's got the headlights from a Citroen C3 cactus, a C4 cactus. Yes, yeah. Combined yeah. with the body of a Rolls Royce. Phantom, and I, I, I don't know. I I I just I don't even just... think Rolls Royce Phantoms to me look big and ostentatious and completely unnecessary. But yeah. there's there's a bit a bit of yeah they 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 know what they're doing though. It's like that's a quality looking product. This just looks to me just like... it's just yeah. You you look at it and you just think mm. why. It's, it's um, combined every feature that we dislike about the current generation of BMWs in terms of the big grills and all of that, combined with a few extra ones. <laughs> well, I did um, mention the other day that someone I was being to reckons that it's, BMWs are going the way they're going because they're going at the Chinese market. Um, yeah. And that kind of stacks up with the, the kind of angular styling that we see in a lot of cars from the likes of... Lexus, Toyota, and uh, yeah, even Hyundai nowadays. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, if that, just... imagine you crossing the road and that hitting you at the side. You just, it would be like you. I'm convinced your body would split in two from the shape of the front. Like yeah. your legs and your legs and hips would stay meshed into the into the grill, and your torso and head would just continue and flop into the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. A great design. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the rear of this car. I think I did post up a couple. Um, but the rear, and we've previously touched on this, and I can't remember what your opinion was, but we touched on the 2 Series rear end. And I said I thought that was an awful rear end. And this is, again, is sort of that rear end. Yeah, They've that... managed to ruin the front and the back. The worst the possible. <laughs> yeah, they're keeping it consistent. But that was just something really stupid, then. <laughs> I know. It's just. Uh, uh, yeah. I said, oh, there's no exhaust pipes. Because oh, it's electric, James. There aren't any. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No, this is the i7, so you're not yeah. going to find any of those. They, I mean, I'm glad that they've not put on fake ones, so that's good to see. Because yeah. otherwise, you see that. Uh, because I think, um, they, well, this car obviously has been brought to market to um, rival some of its uh, competitors, like the BMW, uh, sorry, the Mercedes EQS. And I believe the Mercedes EQS actually has fake exhaust tips. Does it? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, at least they've refrained from doing that. Um, I'm just now, staring at the back end, like you said. It, it, it is very much two series Grand Coupe, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Um, it's just, it's so disappointing to see what they've done with the face of this car. Because actually, when you start looking into the gizmos that it comes with, it's actually insane. 
Und, um, under gizmos? The under gizmos. Oh, gizmos. <laughs> these or are internal gizmos. gizmos. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are definitely internal gizmos. Oh, okay, okay. But um, I'll, I'll go through that after going through the drive train. So um, at launch, the i7, it will be available in the X Drive 60 uh, guys or oh, geese. That's the best one. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that means that it will feature two electric motors, one for each axle, so one for the front, one for the rear. Um, and it will produce a total of 536 brake horsepower and 745 newton meters of torque. See, that um, sounds a lot, but I bet this car weighs about 4,000 tons. It weighs a, it weighs a couple, yeah, tons. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's just it's a very heavy car. Um, but what they will do is they will bring out an M70 version later on, and um, that's actually <laughs> expected by spring 2023. <laughs> What about the M42 version? Will that be... Uh... <laughs> so the M62. The M62. Ah, soon, <laughs> soon. Oh, dear. Do you think they're um, getting dangerously close to motorway names? They are, aren't they? I, I think they don't care. They're like, we're going to be more popular than these roads. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Well, roads, where we're going, we won't need roads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the M70 version, which will come out later, that will have its brake horsepower updated to 651 brake horsepower. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's quite a lot of you know, torque and brake horsepower, yeah. especially because this is supposed to be it's not a, it's not really a driver's car or anything along that sort of line this is your luxury you know cru- yacht. cruiser yacht yeah it's it's that so why do you need that much brake horsepower and because um, if you have this kind of money you don't go out and buy a 30 horsepower Fiat 500 you go out no, and buy true. a car which reminds the little people just how little they are yeah because you, I mean, if you're in the back, I, I can understand because this car comes with a lot of luxuries, and uh, cup I, I, we're, we're, talking, we're talking cup holders and uh, USB ports. You, you've got all of those, <laughs> but going beyond that, so okay, right? As standard, the seven series or the i seven uh, will come with an eighteen speaker surround sound system. Eighteen nice. speakers is insane. That is quite cool. But that's just standard. And then you can have that upgraded to a 36-speaker Bowers & Wilkins setup. That's pretty nuts, actually, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah, what do you want in there? You want the opera source standing right in front of you at this point. Like, what's going (laughs) on? No, no, Hitesh, you just feel crisp sound when you're playing back the Facts and Furious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, actually, yeah, stop talking about that. Because I've got... I mean, I've got a ridiculous number of speakers in my car, but... I, I'm, Show I'm, off. It's but I'm barely breaking ten, <laughs> oh. you know. And this is this is just going beyond that. So it's to be just... fair, this is probably square footage wise. This car's probably at least double the size of your car. No, that's true. Yeah, but um, I just in my head, I still can't get over the thirty-six speakers. That's, that's utterly nuts. Yeah, it's it's insane. And then the other features that you can have specced into this car, which again, insane. You can have a 31.3-inch screen which drops down from the ceiling with an 8K display. Oh, dang. Oh, that, dang. I mean, that is. That's, yeah. that's, that's twice as good as 4K. <laughs> yes, twice as good as 4K. <laughs> a 31-inch screen. You're not going to see the driver that's driving you because who wants to see that? That's cra- have... crazy to think like back how, how TV started. And yeah. now you can get that just casually dropping down in your car, whatever. 
Exactly. No biggie. This is you can have the whole cinema experience in the back of your i7. <laughs> it's just oh dear. Yeah. What would you watch? What would be your go-to on the road TV show? Oh, I don't know. What would I watch if I'm that fancy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever seen the um? You know, you can. There, there are just videos of burning wood, like a fire. <laughs> Maybe right, I'd yeah. do that. <laughs> I'll have a red underglow under my seats. And just yes. <laughs> be like Satan in the back. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's just in terms of spec, this car is just absolutely. And this, I, I will post up some pictures. It's just filled with so many cool bit, bits of tech. It's just insane. I mean, it does have to make up for its horrendous looks. Uh, and and, and and its yeah. price, you would expect a lot of stuff, surely. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I've not covered the price yet, but yeah, in terms of price, the starting price is one hundred and seven thousand pounds. Sorry, not 100, just one hundred and seven. It's one hundred and seven thousand four hundred pounds. Never oh, start four hundred. That's how key. they get you. Is that four hundred? <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a bargain. Nope, another yeah. four hundred pounds. <laughs> they've knocked that off if you ask nicely. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, if you got them tickets to your, I don't know, what, you, I mean, if you're that rich, what would you have? To your restaurant, yeah, give them tickets to your... Or, or your drug empire. Or your drug empire. Or your network of assassins, one of the two. One of the two, yeah. But, that's, that is, that's, that's big money though, isn't it? That is, it's, that's it's not messing money. around money. Yeah. But that but those prices do start to climb up, obviously, fairly quickly when you start looking through the spec. Oh, sorry, not the spec list, or yeah, the spec list. I mean, in terms of the things that you can spec into this car, the cost does quickly start adding up because you know when you start looking at the thirty-one inch screen, you want to spec in and the Bowers and Wilkins setup. Oh, they're quickly, not standard. They're not standard. No, so oh, you're dang. standard. Okay, yeah, yeah. So okay. that that's where your price then starts quickly sort of escalating to what not i i've not seen what i've not really specced out one or seen what the top spec would cost but i mean you're probably getting close to a quarter of a mil i reckon what really yeah i wouldn't be surprised so oh, it's just is... it, it quickly yeah uh obviously the car does come with things like your uh, air suspension but i think the 7 series has had that for a while it's been fairly well known for it yeah. um you've got all wheel steering because you know you don't want to do a 10 point turn let's cut it down to maybe five um you've got all those little features that you can have <laughs> so i was trying to find i was trying to find um um the baby bmw i7 and i only just caught what you said <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh dear um but yeah it's it's but in terms of actually um driving range as well it's actually pretty decent um so well, it comes with a, is it is it so the 388 miles is what you can expect out of it. Um, I thought that's not... I mean, what's that, that from? to the EQS, though. Yeah, the EQS is supposed to be better. The, the, I think it was 450 when we last touched on it, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, yeah. I think compared to the Merc, they, that it, they are. But at the same time, the M70 might have a slightly different range. I'm not sure. It, it probably will do, yeah. Out. Yeah. I'm looking well, online just... at the configurator for this i7, and I cannot figure out how to add <laughs> to add parts to it. <gasps> you know what we could do, Hatesh? 
what we could play a little game of car option i'm gonna say lottery but it's not really lottery because you're gonna win nothing <laughs> um, <laughs> i wish it was <laughs> but i've just the so price is right the price is right yeah although i've never actually watched that but it sounds like an apt description of what i think you think i'm i'm suggesting got it yeah um so basically i'm looking at the options list now on the configurator and i will describe to you i think i will pick three because three yep. is a good number uh options and you have to see if you can guess how much that option would cost you okay so option number one the front comfort pack which yep. interestingly includes front and rear heat comfort system which is with the front and rear heat comfort system the seat cushion surfaces and backrests of the front and rear two outer seats are heated because this oh, is done. a luxury car oh, oh sorry go for it there are there are also included in the package are ventilated front seats and massaging front seats Ooh. How much do you reckon that will set you back? You see, in my head, I'm thinking that's a very luxurious feature to have on such a luxurious car. I reckon ten, no, twelve thousand pounds. Well, you you'd be presently presently pleasantly surprised. <laughs> it's only two and a half thousand pounds. Ah, that's a bargain. If <laughs> to spend to spend some more money. Um, how about the ultimate pack? What do you reckon? I'll tell you, I'll run you through what's in that. There's a whole bunch of colors which you can choose from. Right. Um, choice of 20, uh, three 21 inch alloy wheels. Um, you also get M Sport brakes. Yeah. You get uh, some fancy exterior trim. Um, some chrome. Goods, mm. Yeah. Chrome, really. Some crystal headlights or I, they're called iconic glow crystal headlights i don't know if that means like actual crystal crystal right um, pro active steering that you also get your front massaging seats in the front and rear um heated comfort system you get your bowers and wilkins surround sound right uh, but basically i think this is they're throwing the kitchen sink at it um you see, automatic doors. If... Hmm. Oh, oh, that would be cool. You just have to sit in. You don't need to pull the door in. <laughs> Click the button. <laughs> um, so how much do you reckon this will set you back? Well, I'm surprised by the first one because that's a lot cheaper than, a, you know, to two and a half grand for the first, you know, just the massaging seats and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say 28,900 pounds. Well, that's very close, Hatesh. Is it? That's okay. Remarkable. That's remarkable. Um, the Price is Right trim options, because it is £28,000. Oh, is it? Okay. Which, do you not find that just crazy? Because it's, it's, it's an option. That's <laughs> that's the price of a yeah. car. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could buy a Fiesta at that point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the last one is how much do you reckon the... Where's it gone? Oh, I thought it was rear cushion pack, but it's not. It's rear comfort pack. Um, we'll go for a panoramic sunroof. So the Sky Lounge panoramic glass sunroof. How much do you reckon yeah. that costs? You know what? Doesn't make sense to me in my head. These options are actually quite cheap. Are you looking at the list now? 
No, 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 no. Just going off the first two that you've done so far. 28 That's grand a... cheap. I mean, it is when you're thinking of like such a luxurious car where you, you're you throwing, as you said, the kitchen sink at it. So I'm going to say panoramic roof, 6,500. What? Six for a glass? Yeah, but if this is a luxury car. Like, you, you pay money because you've just got oodles of it to spend. Oodles. Uh, <laughs> it's £850. But it's okay. So what we can summarise from this little detour is let's it's hope actually... you're never in charge of pricing options because they pop <laughs> it all over the place. In my head, I was thinking this is, this is you know, that multimillionaire that wants to go out and get a fancy new car. You charge him as much as you can. Yeah. But actually, at this point, I'm thinking, you know, £850, yeah, I'm going to have that. Um, and a few of those extra features, you'd just be thinking, actually, that's that's not too much money. So, not too much. I mean, it is a lot. I mean, you, but... yeah. I mean, I <laughs> um, wish I had that much just lying around, but but I know. think this this also. I think we, we the quarter of a million pounds might have been slightly. Yeah, I thought I, I think I got a bit carried away with over oh, the pudding. Yeah, um, but I reckon well, one hundred and fifty grand is probably maybe more accurate. Yeah, top tail. But Which okay. actually makes it a bargain. Yes, ugly face, but a tech. Yes, come on, I'll take it all. <laughs> but you get this kind of tech in uh, its rivals too. It's it's, um, won't you? You like the DQS, the A8. They'll they'll have oodles and oodles of tech. But yeah. to be f- so, would here's a question for you. Sorry again for my creaky chair. Would you have, if you had 125 grand, let's say you're going for a well spec but not range shopping model, 125 grand to spend on a luxury yacht, would you get a luxury yacht of a car rather? Would you get the i7? It's just so ugly to look at. I I wouldn't want to get in it. I'd be like, my investors (laughs) will look at me and think, what's wrong with him? Uh, okay, so you're not buying it on looks alone. Yeah, you you've got to look the part. Yes, I mean, it's in terms of tech and all that other stuff. As we've said, it's it's just it's really you know it's there. Yeah. But then, what what is the term? Is it butters? When you say, is it ugly face? But I can't remember. <laughs> there's, there's a slang term I'm forgetting, but there's a slang term for it. <laughs> I think okay. this would suit it quite well. Yeah. The looks aren't great, but the text there. Okay. Um, would I get one? I don't. I, I wouldn't get one. I can't ever see myself being in a position where I'd want to spend one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds on a a luxury car. To be fair, even if I had the money, I think I'd be. I'd. I'd have. I'd see more of an appeal in getting an older barge than a newer barge, and I think I'd probably get the S class if I had. If I had to get a big barge like this. To be honest, um, yeah, the S class. I think in terms of looks, it looks just right in terms of yeah, it does. It's it? it's also oozes class is the way yeah. to put it. Um, so yeah, so okay, let's, that's that done. So I think that brings us to the end of news. Yeah, it does. Uh, and on to uh, the final show. Oh, it's not the final show. The final or the second to last part nailed of the show. Absolutely nailed it. Third time lucky.
So, Mystery Car of the Week works a bit like this. One of us picks a car as in a specific make, model, and body style we have come across during the week while dreaming slash drooling over the classifieds. We drip feed the other presenter five clues, plus a starter hint at the beginning of the episode, to see how quickly they can guess a mystery car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guessed correctly on whether you beat the host or if you were able to find the car at all. And just let us know through our Instagram or the poll associated with this pod if you're listening on Spotify. If the host guesses a car before the end of the clues, we will insert an oh-so-subtle horn over their guests so not to spoil the game for anyone else that's still listening and yet to identify the car, um, which is our mystery car. So, are you ready? Well, Hatesh, I've already smashed us out of the park, so... <laughs> we can, I know. Disappointment. Should we do, our, should we do the, <laughs> the usual... Well, when I say usual, it's only happened once before. Uh, of We'll just meander through the clues and I'll suggest other makes that would have pinged him other makes yeah, as we go through them let, let's do that so i guess okay. i'll just quickly recap on what the hint was at the start of the podcast and that was that it's a car renowned for its high revving natural aspirated engine did i just mm. say that right or wrong you said it wrong i did didn't I? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say that again <laughs> it's a car that's renowned for its high revving naturally aspirated engine and it's a true modern day classic um and I got yeah. it on. I got it on that. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, but maybe I, my clue was just so good. I'll, I'll take that. So my first clue, um, following this hint, was going to be that the car came with a two-liter four-cylinder engine, which produced a total of 247 brake horsepower and 218 newton meters of torque. I think by this point, I would definitely have been going down the. JDM kind of vibe. Right, fair enough. Um, and if I hadn't... So, yeah, I think so. I definitely yeah. would have been. I mean, my, my my next clue actually following this one was sort of really sort of... If somebody hadn't at this point got it that it's JDM or anything, yeah. um, I, but my next clue actually following this one was that the car featured VTEC. Um, so... Tech bro, Tech bro. See, I'd have definitely been on Honda at this point. Would I? Yeah. What What was the first clue again? He said, it, uh, "Oh, okay, a modern day classic." Yeah, I think if I maybe would have been looking at Type R's at this point if I hadn't got the. Yep. Um, but I was fairly confident it wasn't the Type R because we'd mentioned them in another episode, albeit it wasn't the mystery car of a previous episode. Yeah. I was fairly confident it wouldn't be because the last car you picked was. That came up a lot, I thought. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I, I sort of wanted to lead you into sort of that JDM territory early on because there's a few manufacturers out there. You've got Honda, Toyota, Mazda. There's a few to sort of splurge around. And then by the second clue, you're sort of really going down the Honda route. Because yeah. actually during that sort of era, Honda did produce a few decent cars. Oh, um, I, I love the end of 90s, early noughties. Yeah. Honda, uh, Honda Accord type R because I yeah. think it just looks so I don't know it, it don't looks th- right, it was practical <laughs> oh no I don't think it looked right I think it just looked like the two fat exhaust sticking at the back I think um, they look yeah. a bit like Dave stuck them on um, in the, over his weekend <laughs> uh, and they I don't know they, they, don't, they never quite 
they looked to me like they really wanted to be a Mitsubishi Evo. Yeah. But they weren't. No. It, it was, yeah, there was a lot of cars to look up to during that point. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, but following that, um, this was also going. To, I was going to revolve a lot of the clues around the engine, actually. So um, the the next clue um, is that the car was very well known for the exceptional specific power output, which is around 124 brake horsepower per liter of engine, uh, which equates to about two horsepower per cubic inch, which is the highest of any mass production naturally aspirated engine uh, car of its time. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, quite an interesting uh, sort of, yeah. And uh, funnily, actually, when I was reading through about the car, um, there was a couple of group tests that were carried out and actually missed the mark. Oh, we'll some sort of horn over there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, completely forgot. The, the car missed its mark over some of its competitors. And uh, I guess during its time, just uh, the car wasn't really appreciated by some people. As the true classic, it's now known as. Why did it miss? What was it missing the mark on handling? Um, yeah, there was a couple, of, a few different areas, but th- there was, you know, a few other cars that just sort of seemed to be playing, hitting the mark a bit better. But those cars weren't naturally aspirated, however. So I think oh, it's okay. that whole uh, naturally aspirated bit, NA, which bro, NA, it's a, it's sort of come back into fashion, or it's now become that nostalgic thing that everyone sort of lusts over. And because... Lester Fix. And let's fix, yeah. So um, that was kind of the third clue. Um, the the following uh, clue after this is that the code name was AP and then a number. Yeah, that would have been meaningless to me. Oh, would it? Ah, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that should have been my hint. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, to be fair, I, I, I do think... The not being able to rattle off engine codes and um, uh, model codes, I, I, it's just a skill I don't have. There's some yeah. some that I can, but I just don't retain them well. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Yeah, for some reason in my head, I've always, when it's an engine code, I can quickly relate to what manufacturer it probably would have been. So hmm. if somebody said F20, I'd be like, oh Honda, you know, the new sort of, uh, sorry, FKs. For example, then I'd be thinking of the new um, Honda Civics and so on. Mm. Um, EP, I always start thinking back to uh, your um, Honda Civics, the older generations. Don't you mean Toyota Starlets? Or Toyota Starlet, as we discovered last week. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks ago now, but yeah. It was two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So Um, I think there's a couple sort of engine codes that just sort of, I don't know, Yeah, I, I usually find it quickly helps me sort of stick to a particular manufacturer not always but yeah with some of these cars um and then clue number five is it had a very futuristic uh dial um (laughs) actually thinking back maybe it wasn't that great of a clue no no i I think if you know it you know it don't you yeah um so but so just to recap so the first clue was a, renowned, a car renowned for its high-revving, naturally aspirated engine, a true modern-day classic. Yep. The second one was... Uh, it's a 2-litre four-cylinder engine producing 247 brake horsepower and 218 newton metres of torque. The third one was... 
exceptional. Right, so this would be a second clue, actually, wouldn't it, Rafa? You had the hint, first clue, second Sorry, clue. that's <clears> right, yep. Uh, the car had an exceptional specific power output of about 124 brake horsepower, uh, cool. which equates to about, you know, um, two horsepower per cubic inch. Cool. Jude, clue number three? Uh, clue number three, which I said was... Uh, what did I say it was? Oh, it's the AP um, um, code, code name. Four. And uh, clue number four is that it was... Uh, it had a very futuristic um, rev counter or dial. No, I thought that was clue number five. What was clue number five? Uh, I hadn't got to it. Did I miss one out in my head? Um, no, I yeah, hadn't. I think you told five. me the... Hey? I, I didn't do five, did I? I think you might have sold me the rev counter as clue five, but, you know, my PPI yeah. solicitors will be hearing about this. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what's... Why are my clues not making sense? No, but uh, yeah. What's the last oh, clue, bro? It. You've lost the clue. I've lost it. You're clueless. Quite. You're, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've given one clue in there, which I probably should have separated out. Oh, dash! What a train wreck. What? It's fine. We'll, we'll be... No, we covered off that. It's naturally aspirated. Yeah, we covered that bit off. Okay. Yeah. Um. And well, the... then. So then, uh, we'll just. We'll just have it. It's, it's four stroke five clues this week, then. Um, so for anyone that has made it to this point without knowing what it is, would you like to do the big reveal, Hetesh? Yes, it is. The modern day classic, also known as the Honda S2000. What? Oh, who saw that coming? Definitely me. <laughs> oh, James, you've ruined this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool car. Would you buy one over... I'm trying to think what else. Uh, similarly... An older uh, Boxster, or where you would know you... what I would. The, the, this is Ooh, definitely that modern day, and the reason why this came up actually uh, this week is my sort of car to guess. Um, for some reason, in the past week, I've just I've seen four S two thousands pop out on the road. You never see uh, them, and then all of a sudden, I've seen four this week. So I think it's because it's getting sunny, isn't it? It's getting sunny, isn't it? Yeah, but bikers and convertibles are amassing. That's it. They're all coming out of their sheds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that's why uh, the S2000. Yeah. Cool car. Shall we mosey on over to our oh-so-unspecific any, other, any other business? Let's go for it. Um, I'll take the first one. So the three-door Ford Fiesta is dying. So that is sad news for anyone who prefers their hatchbacks to look sportier. They're all going to be five doors from now on. Oh, sad. Oh, actually, I'm taking the next one too because you have to eat <laughs> a big old slice of humble pie because you have not been all that complimentary of the Toyota GR8, uh, which still baffles me because it, yeah. uh, we won't get into that now. But, Hetesh, it's sold out in 90 minutes. I'm disappointed. We're really disappointed. With people and their choice. <laughs> No, <laughs> we will not have that here. The GR86 yeah. is an awesome car. Maybe he only minutes. released five. That's why I saw that. <laughs> and I'm it not, took I'm him not, 90 minutes. I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain the idea that that, that, that could be possible. They, <laughs> it's just an awesome car. and Because there aren't any, as you discovered when you were saying, well, I'll buy something else. There isn't anything else. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, actually, no. Well, yeah, well done. <laughs> well done, Toyota. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll take the next story. So there's a potential for fuel shortages coming up. Um, I know we've seen fuel prices start to come down slightly. However, uh, there's been report a number of reports actually out there saying that there's uh, shortages across the UK. Uh, Is that diesel fuel. and petrol or just diesel? Um, p- diesel and petrol, actually. Um, oh. So, yeah, um, things to expect on there, uh, but more to come. Okay. Well, I'm I'm hoping that if we don't really mention it that much, it won't happen. I really hope so because we still haven't had that hoon. <laughs> so yeah, I and I need to fill up at time. least twice to get to you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh dear, that's funny. Um, I don't live that far away from Hetesh. No. <laughs> it's just because of his tiny motorbike. Too. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and big news for fans of affordable camper vans: there should be a Dacia Jogger camper van on the way. Yeah, I mean, camper vans have been so popular, especially over COVID. So. There's now a budget jogger camper van available. Oh, living off grid, bro. Yeah. Off grid. And our final any other business is that the 458 or the Ferrari 458 Italia Speciale and the Spider have had recall issued across the world uh, over their brakes. And it's an issue to do with their venting on the brake system reservoir. Um, yeah, another thing for me to get sorted next week. I'm just sick and tired of my Ferrari going wrong. Oh, no. It's actually quite. Yeah. I was surprised to hear it because. You don't want you don't want that on a, such a expensive yeah well, you, yeah <laughs> so well fortunately I think it's just an issue with the cap so uh, hopefully it should be a fairly quick quick fix for any of our listeners that have a four five eight nice um, right that brings us to the end of the podcast for this week uh, if you li- if you like what you've heard please click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released. You can follow us on Instagram where we post sneak previews, new snippets, and occasionally, very occasionally, bloopers. Uh, our handle is the oh-so-witty-automotive, spelled auto-m-o-a-n-tiv, which is the brand that brings you the Facts and Furious series. Alternatively, you can search for hashtag AMECars. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. See ya. Bye.